This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. You're listening to the Church Boys Free Fall Q&A. It's Billy Hollowell here with the Church Boys, and I'm very excited to have Randall Wallace on the line. He's a screenwriter, author, all-around genius. How you doing today, Randall? Great, Bill. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. So this is exciting. It's great to talk with you, and I told you before we even recorded how excited I was. Um, you've been the mastermind behind so many big movies and storylines that people are familiar with and and just involved in so many amazing projects. Braveheart, Heaven is for Real, uh, Pearl Harbor. You go down the, the list of films that are not just films that people oh hear about and they forget. They're very iconic movies. And um, you have a book, which we're going to talk a, a little bit about. But I wanted to ask you, and I'm just going to lead with this because I think it's a fascinating question. Somebody like you who's had so many hits and you've been involved in so many movies that have, again, just stuck out in people's minds – I'm going to ask you a very loaded question, and that is what what goes into writing a good movie, writing a good script? Like what what goes into that process? The key is to find what is true for me, what gives me goosebumps. In fact, that's what I call a Braveheart moment, and it's why I wrote this book. I wonder about myself. How can I, and how could anyone, man or woman, live a life that's as full of life, as vivid, as meaningful, as the kind of stories that we watch in movies. And my Braveheart moment was when I decided that I wasn't going to try to write what Hollywood seemed to want to buy, uh, so that I was being led by them, uh, and basically was, was worshiping the false gods of Hollywood but that I was going to write what God had made me to write, the kind of story that, that gave me goosebumps, that brought tears to my eyes, that brought laughter to my lungs, the joy to my heart. And how could I live the kind of life that made such moments possible? Tell me, and I think that is a really interesting way of, of putting it. And it's also a risk. I mean, that I would imagine, obviously not now at this point, you have built all of, I mean, this amazing, amazing career. But it's a risk for people to sort of go counter-cultural on Hollywood uh, to a degree. And it seems to have really paid off for you. When it comes to faith and you, and you sort of digging into that, you know, tell me a little, bit about, <clears throat> a little bit about your faith, the background, you know, how you came to faith and what role that plays for you in your career and in your life today. Bill, I never remember a time when when faith was not a part of my family life. Um, I grew up going to the church all the time um, in a Baptist family. Uh, my my mother and father and grandmother and grandfather founded a church that's that's vibrant and alive today. A little Baptist church in Tennessee that's grown to be a, a strong community church, and I've even had. Um, churches uh, grow out of my own home. Um, so it was always relevant to me, the question, the, the, the story of Jesus, not so much the theologies, the understandings that we have. Those, those understandings are, are limited by ourselves, but the revelation of God in Jesus Christ 
is the is the revelation to all of humanity is the revelation of all of life. It seems to me there's no other um, there's nothing else that makes sense to me except that. And um, I knew that that was part of my mother's milk that I was surrounded by by the love of my mother, love of my father, but. As the old hymn says, you've got to walk that lonesome valley. You've got to walk it by yourself. And each of us has to come to terms with what we believe makes life worth living. I would say to people, the question of my life was never, um, is their life um, after death as much as is their life after birth? What makes life now real, true life? That, to me, is what the Braveheart life is about. And so let's talk about, I want to talk about the book, And but before before I ask you a couple of questions ab- about that, you know, one of the questions that always comes into my mind, and for people who listen to the show all the time, they'll, they'll hear me ask this question, but, you know, we talk to so many people who work in, in Hollywood who are Christians, and is it is it hard in Hollywood to maintain and hold on to the values that you just described? I mean, is that a, di- is that a difficult task? in general, and has it been a difficult task for you in your career? I think it's, I think the world, in every world, including even my friends who who are in the, the vocation of ministry, um, I think it's constantly hard to hold on to um, a faith to, that, that faith is always under attack, it's, C.S. Lewis once wrote, we live in enemy-occupied territory. Um, so I, I tend to see all of us in life as knights who are, who are fighting a constant war. At the same time, I believe that, that faith is, is grace, um, that faith is given to us just as life is a gift. And, and what I tell young people who ask me the question, and I'm asked frequently by film students who know that I'm Christian and, and I'm outspoken about it, uh, how do you hold on to your faith? And I, I say I don't hold on in the sense of being afraid or being uh, defensive. I'm not afraid of losing my faith. I'm well aware that, that that's always a danger. But I know that that I, I, I don't create my own faith. I choose it. Um, but but I, I depend on God to give me the strength to grow and for God to give me the courage and the opportunity. And sometimes God closes doors. Um, but uh, something that I've come to believe in my own career is that it's, it's my duty, it's my opportunity, it's actually my gift to fight for what I believe. That's the purpose of it all. So tell tell me now. I think, you know, w- one of the things, again, everybody, I think, in this in this country, practically, and I would imagine, that I'd be surprised if there were people who hadn't heard of Braveheart. I think the title of your, of your book, Living the Braveheart Life, it brings back the memories of that film that so many people have. Wh- what led you to write this book? Why did you write it? And what are you hoping that audiences will take away from it, readers will take away from it? Well, the, the story of Braveheart uh, really came out of my own life. 
in that I was facing a moment uh, like like William Wallace was on the battlefield when I felt I was either going to give up all of the the hopes that I had, my sense of calling, that I was going to give up what I believed I had been made to do and and submit to the ways of the world, or I was not. I was going to fight that. I was going to, uh, as I said earlier, write the kind of story that I felt I was made to write and made to be the, the audience of. Like, can I tell the story that my heart is longing to hear? And, and living the brave heart life is not a film memoir. I don't go in and try to tell vaccine stories of, of uh, what happened behind the cameras. There are some stories about the making of the movie, but I'm really trying to look at how a man or a woman in the modern world can can do the same thing that I have to do every day, which is look into my own heart to find what I'm afraid of, how I can face those fears, and in, and in finding the courage that comes from just turning and looking your fears in the eye. What can, how can I move from from an experience of fear to an experience of courage and joy and faith. And that's what I want people to take away from living the Braveheart life. Now, without going into too many details, because I know we don't want to spoil, we don't want to spoil the book, but I know you faced this time in your life, and you mentioned this, where there, was, there were struggles, financial problems, and you were finding yourself really turning to God for help and, and asking God. And I think so many people can relate to that, you know, what... Where, where they are, which is a point of despair sometimes and not really sure what's coming next, not really even understanding or discerning what that plan that they feel like God should have for their life is and God does have, but they're just not, for whatever reason, getting that. Take, take me through as much as you can without, without spoiling it. Of how, how did you overcome that? Because I think that's the thing that could really help a lot of people who, are, again, are in that position, feeling that. Bill, I think that... Um that perseverance is um, is a great element to it, uh, that you keep putting one foot in front of the other, and, and that is, in fact, what faith is. It's not knowing what other people don't know. It's moving forward even though you don't know. Um, and that's, uh, that's moving forward in faith. The way I did it was that I had a sense of the kind of movies that I wanted to do, the stories that I wanted to tell, and I kept writing those. And you don't just sit down and write Braveheart in an hour um, or Pearl Harbor, Man in the Iron Mask, or any of the things that I did. You're building each day, and, and it's like God is preparing you for challenges you haven't even seen yet. God is preparing us all to climb hills that we don't even yet see on the horizon. Um, I believe that is living the Braveheart life. I also think that some of those hills are internal and emotional. Um, the, I say in the book that it's vital to have five sort of pillars, this is the way I see it, of a Braveheart life. And one is not more important than the other. They're all important. It, it's vital to have a relationship with your own father, 
no matter how good or bad your earthly father has been, you have to deal with your relationship with your parents. And in some ways, you have to become a father yourself, not necessarily to your own biological child, but you, you have to grow as a man into the role of, of looking out for, for other young people and, and treating them like you are their father. You've got to learn to be a warrior, and that means understanding your own wounds, the, 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 the places that you still bleed inside, and those places teach you something. They make you stronger, but they also teach you how you are vulnerable and how everyone is vulnerable. You have to learn to be a teacher and um, learn to be a student, as, to be learning as well as teaching. I also say you have to learn to be a sacred person, a sage, and you also have to learn to be an outlaw, which means you're not worshiping the rules of the world, you're answering to the higher power that it is the source of your real faith and life. When you look back at your life and you think about that moment when you were struggling and you were desperate and you were crying out to God and you think about where you are now and what you've accomplished, what is the thing that surprises you the most? That I knew so little myself about what I needed and ought to be doing. Um, I had such clear goals and plans, and I worked at them um, with enormous determination and vigor and I couldn't get my plans to work, and it broke my heart, and it broke my spirit, um, broke my emotions. And yet, what was in store for me was so much better than what I planned myself, that what shocked me was that God's plans for me were so much better than my own plans. Now, of course, that shouldn't be a surprise. But I think it is that kind of surprise for everybody. One of my great teachers in college once said to me, if you want to make God laugh, just tell him your plans. <laughs> and, um, and, I, <laughs> and I found that, that, that God's plans were so much better and that that could be one of those pillars of the Braveheart life, to live with the sense that that life is a beautiful, is a majestic and unspeakably wonderful gift, and that that all of our darkness, when we are when we are worried about what we didn't do, and we are accusing ourselves, and we're listening to the voice that says we are unloved and unlovable, that that is a lie. Um, that God loves us and God has great plans for us. Well, listen, this has been amazing, and we would love to have you come back again, and we're going to make sure we link out to Living the Braveheart Life. We appreciate you taking the time. And also, I think people will enjoy um, in the story that we, we will have this audio embedded. We were going to be including the video promo um, of your book, which is very entertaining, and I won't spoil any of it, but um, I think people will really get a kick out of that. Uh, out of that clip, which has a lot of uh, very well-known faces appearing throughout it. So, listen, I appreciate you taking the time, and it was great speaking with you. Great getting to talk with you, Bill. I'd love to talk with you anytime. Thank you, and God bless you, brother. You as well. 
church boy.